0: Well, you know, it's, it's a dark time in the world right now. And and often in dark times you think, I want to go back to, you know, the safe and secure land of my childhood and what, what entertained me as a child. And for us, this is very much, even though we lived very separate lives, we grew up on the same, you know, staple of uh, live Simba. action, animated, part cartoon uh ip
1: driven i mean that's being too specific like let's be real
0: it's a staple of cinema oh it is exactly there's no denying it so which which duology are we going to talk about first
1: Ooh, oh oh it's a, it's a tough choice i think well i've pulled up a bunch of um a bunch of information about a couple of films that okay. we're potentially going to talk about today yes um so i'm going to start with a lovely quote from the holy bible <laughs> Thou shalt do what Melvin would do, <laughs> because oh. of course I would think we should begin with Scooby Doo One, the live what, action. Just song. called Scooby Doo, yeah. There's no yes. no subtitles. From 2002, back then. And two. yeah. Starring Freddie Prinze Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew Lillard, Linda Cardellini, and Rowan Atkinson. Kind of an insanely
0: great cast for that era as well. It's it's amazing. It's, Really? Because you've got, it, it's a great balance in terms of people who are sort of um, acclaimed actors who have all been in strong work for that, and very modern work, recent work as well in that time. You know, you got Freaks and Geeks and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all the rest of it. And, but also not being too big to overshadow the role.
1: Yeah, you exactly. Know? So if they just it's went with... Going...
0: Yeah, they didn't just cast, you know,
1: guard. Brad Pitt as Fred, and then it becomes the Brad Pitt film with... Others. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're all the right level of famous. And Rowan Atkinson, sort of, you know, coming in as that kind of guest star almost really works. Yeah. Although, did you know that that role
0: was originally offered to Tim Curry? I found this out I while did not. researching. Yes, and Tim Curry was enthusiastic, but then uh, turned the role down when he found out that Scrappy Doo would be in the film because he <laughs> disliked the character
1: and therefore refused <laughs> to appear. That. Actually, tracks really well with the narrative of the film. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Because I think he would have, the, if he really done it, he would have loved it. Because he would have seen that it's he would more seen seen than Scrappy Doo.
0: Exactly. They are. They. The film hates Scrappy Doo as much as everyone else does. Did, okay. Question: Did you actually hate Scrappy Doo as a kid? Because I when I was younger, no. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like I didn't hate him as a kid, but then maybe that's because I was the demographic. I, I was Scrappy Doo. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: People hated me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird because you have this case of... And it feel, I definitely get the logic of why, in retrospect, it seems like a hated character because it's basically yeah. just a kid who can do anything and is... Oh, yeah, and that's... Actually, that's something I like about the film as well is that they they write it so that they have a comment where they say he isn't actually a puppy. He's just got a glandular disorder, so he's small yeah. <laughs> and mean
1: forever. He's actually really old. Yeah. He's almost as old as Scooby. He's older than Scooby, probably. <laughs> he's his grandpa. Yeah. He's just really
0: old. <laughs> uh, that does sort of put a better context on him being the evil genius, I guess, rather than them literally beating up a child at
1: the end. Yeah. <laughs> the big <laughs> cathartic victory of the film. Although he does still say, you're a bad puppy. So I guess yeah. he still regards him as a child, even if he isn't. He, You know what? He acts like a child. That's what it is. It's true. It's, He's stroppy. Uh, He's stroppy like yes. a child. You act like a child, you get treated like a child. Yes, definitely. You can...
0: Something that always strikes me about the first film is that... Because it was written by James Gunn, who has confirmed since that it was supposed to be... Origin, his original script was much darker than the finished product. Yeah. So, And you can... I think you can sort of feel those
1: it pulling in that direction sometimes. Yeah. There are elements that are stayed from that version, yeah. which are some of the better v- bits of the film, I must say. Mm.
0: And you've also, because it's a bold move to start out with. Well, I, uh, I don't, you can sort of see the, um, premise of it leading into that darker side, because you have this, you know, this is the classic gang. They're on a mystery. It's, Oh, it's a man in a mask and whatever. And then they immediately break up and go their yeah. separate ways. Which is, and also that's, you can see the blueprint for what James Gunn would do with Guardians of the Galaxy here. Which I know sounds like a very, maybe that does sound like a logical leap, but there's that same sort of... Uh...
1: I mean, they, they are a ragtag bunch of, you know, people who save the day. Well, it's that it's... same sort of group drama as well where he, he
0: isn't afraid to say in this film that is about them being a group that maybe they don't work very well as a group
1: yeah and let's be real Groot is Scooby Doo like yes, they're basically. the same he
0: brings them all together
1: <laughs> except it's far funnier when you give someone a speech impediment that just says, makes them say normal <laughs> words but with an R in front of them instead of just saying Groot over and over again
0: that explains the deleted scene in Guardians where um, someone walks out and is like I'm looking for a Mr. Groot Melvin Groot no <laughs> Groot. <laughs> nah no. I am Groot <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't, well, I don't know what the, a rip, my initial instinct as a child watching that scene was that Melvin Dew was an actual famous person that was yeah. just a reference, though. because it's a, it's such a weird deviation of, oh yeah, it's just, it's a guy called Melvin, that's it. Well, he's actually
1: a really famous character in the Scooby-Doo lore. Is he? Um. I wish uh, no. <laughs> you actually had me there. There is a copy pastor which is written about Melvin Dew, which is um, is a, a proposition to Warner Bros. to make a Melvin Dew standalone movie, <laughs> uh, which is, is is a very memorable piece um, <laughs> to read. Well, if but you think it, about unfortunately, he this first action it's his first canonical appearance in the live action Scooby Doo movie, and we have yet to see him return. But we have no. We have no verification that he died on the island. We have no verification that he left... Island, well, we do we there. do get
0: a callback later where he's in the room when you know Scrappy first transforms into the giant yeah, he Hulk gets, monster. He gets possessed, exactly, and he says, "All I need to complete my transformation is Scooby Doo." And Scooby goes, "Don't you mean Melvin Doo?" And you think, "Ah, it's a callback. I get it." But you see,
1: but but Alan's, that means Melvin is the one carrying him because yes, he's one of the more important been, and he's so the,
0: strong. In the interim, he's been possessed, so we'll have to hope he got out of there somehow
1: well everybody got their spirits well, back again
0: yeah. yeah. but you know maybe maybe the trauma followed him for a long time who knows it's it's true
1: one thing that i think um is quite is is really strange for me uh this is one of the few times that um fred welker has not voiced scooby doo hmm yeah i like, who he is has voice? no um the voice is neil fanning as the voice of Scooby-Doo in the live-action films. Right. Which I think is a strange departure, because it's the one time you could bring in that the original voice actor and it be okay. Yeah, if anything... Not that it... I have a problem with it, well, because genuinely, I think that Neil Fanning's version of Scooby-Doo may be funnier. Oh, and that's a very hot take. Wow, that is a... That is a, that is a take, wow, but I, is a, you I, I just... think maybe it's because there are more quotable lines from the film. Maybe if I heard Fred Welker, like... Was it Frank Welker? Have I ever been saying Fred Welker because he played Fred as well? He I did play Fred. Welker. It might
0: be Frank, actually. Yeah, yeah, but it's I remember definitely he Frank. did play Fred as well. I think.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm going wrong. I'm just saying Fred Welker instead of Frank.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> because he's I'm merged. An idiot. He's a method actor he's a professional and he does his job
1: but now he just plays Scooby because he plays Scooby in the in the new Scoob film which is to come out which is actually what that's the, we're that, going to pretend that that's the reason we're talking about Scooby Doo.
0: Yes, it was supposed to come out now but there's another controversy with that isn't there because Matthew Lillard um since voicing since playing Shaggy with his physical body as yeah, well as has his been voice voicing in this film, Shaggy. Uh, yes, but he isn't in Scoob. It's now Will Forte, who's also great but you know You've got to admire, you've got to respect the canon. Yeah, exactly.
1: But they, they, to be fair, they do have Zac Efron as Fred, and they like they don't that's bring back anybody That's a pretty good fit. Else. That would
0: work in live action, I think.
1: It's true. Yeah, definitely.
0: You just need to um, bleach his hair, like Freddie Prince Jr. did again, because he's a professional, and that's what you yeah. do.
1: He just didn't bleach his eyebrows. He
0: apparently when... had to shave his head afterwards because it had like ruined his current crop of hair. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that is pure. That there's no root in that at all. If you look at it again, he's completely ruined his hair just for his commitment to playing Fred. He also said in an interview. He also said in an interview that he deliberately tried to lean into Fred's sort of narcissistic side, which definitely comes across (laughs) in a funny way. Oh yeah, he
1: is. He's fantastic in the film. Honestly, all of them are fantastic.
0: Yeah, they do well. That. That is the one, um, not flaw necessarily, but it's the one thing that sort of, uh, I guess, annoys me, but not really annoys me. It's the fact that they are really good at fitting into those roles in the first five minutes, and then they have to spend the rest of the film sort of piecing themselves back together, which I guess is a, you know, a sign of how clearly it's conveyed, but you get the sense of, I just want to sort of see these people hang out, which I guess is what the second one is more.
1: Yeah. Well, even in that film, they like they do a really good job of make when the gang is together, they feel like the gang, and you get that reminiscing sequence in the second film about when they were younger. Oh and it, yeah, like, and they're playing. It, all, uh, it, just, it feels get what really you good. Get give by the new radicals and frisbee. They're also playing frisbee. Yes, that as well. But no, I I do I genuinely love them as a little group. I think they are just fantastic. Like the the beginning of the first film, like. It basically feels like the end of an actual episode of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Even with the cameo from Pamela Anderson. Yes, that's (laughs) an odd... Well,
0: I don't know. Was that a trait of Scooby-Doo? I don't know. Did they have random celebrity cameos? I know there was one where they met Batman, but otherwise... Yeah,
1: and they also have John Cena. There's a John Cena one as well.
0: Yeah, but that's more modern. That's... Unless they were predicting in oh, they 20 definitely years pretty time His
1: future vision of it yeah but no it's um it, they i'm pretty sure they did it just so that guy could be like um he rejected me pamela i'm a lover of oh, george Clooney proportions that. i forgot yeah the the his whole motivation
0: is that he got rejected by pamela anderson and yeah yeah and that huh that's insane you know, that sort of actually ties into something else i think that really stands out about especially the first film no other film has been about a specific era in time as much as this is about the early 2000s. Yes,
1: definitely. it is
0: pure distill. Get rid of every time capsule, get rid of every historical record chronicling what happened in that brief span of time. Just put this film in somewhere, and then you'll be yeah. fine. That because... As long as you
1: have a VHS player, or actually, to be fair, I do have the blue. This is this is one of the few Blu-rays I own, <laughs> which is uh, the 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 two pack of Scooby Doo one and two. Because if I'm watching these films, they've got to be in at least You've gotta 1080p. be on the
0: best definition possible.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't have the 4K Ultra HD versions available, but I'm sure they will eventually. Right. Yeah, I mean they all even have the Sugar Ray turns up at one point. Yeah, the most famous band oh. ever at the time.
0: Well, I you say that, but I hear they wanted to get Weezer, but um weren't nah, able they to. They were just too much. To be fair, to-
1: in the second film, they do get Bowling for Soup. They do, which um and in the first film, they get Outcast. Yes, all of which are you know bands. Uh, Bowling for Soup is an, is a great band, and Outcast has. Two fantastic songs. Three, sorry. Three fantastic songs that I yes. know of. Uh, we've got the one from Scooby Doo, of course. <laughs> the <Yeah. Madadamaran> drums. <laughs> that's their, you know, that's the, the name hit. of their album. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got Hey Ya, of course. Oh,
0: right. Oh, that Outcast. Okay. So I Yeah, didn't... yeah, that Outcast. It, oh, huh.
1: And also Miss Jackson.
0: That's, that's sort of a, these are all polls that I didn't instantly think of when I thought who should soundtrack the Scooby Doo film, but.
1: Yeah, but then you th- think back, think back to that initial scene when you first see Spooky Island. Yes and it starts playing the "In the Land of a Million Drums," and suddenly yeah. you're there. You feel it. You feel the
0: spooky environment.
1: Yeah, it's oh, I'm I'm just getting flashbacks. Oh God, it's yeah. so good.
0: Does um, do you think Rowan Atkinson's performance really hints towards the fact that he's a robot? This is just a random thought that has occurred to me. Although I, you know, the first time we see him, he's standing in that weird um. Taurus dummy thing and he's controlling it and then he steps out and it's like it's not a real monster it's just me inside it and then it's you know it's foreshadowing what's going to happen at the end yeah yes
1: that is insanely good foreshadowing that is that i hadn't even clicked until now
0: yeah based on i would say based on going back to the character thing based on the strength of that opening i find that when they do join back together it shockingly it really works I think. And I don't, you know, not even in an ironic sense, like, you know, I mean, I say ironic, I love Melvin Dew sincerely, but in a genuine way you can feel, again, this is where you can sort of feel Gunn's liking for flawed characters coming together, because you know, they they all bond over these little histories they have with each other.
1: Yeah, the little moments that yeah. bring them back together. like
0: Velma being given a, you know, giving me a nickname to make me feel like one of the gang or, you know, and when they say we could... What was it? We could make a plan or we could do a trap or something like that. Yeah. And then they all yeah. put their hands in the middle and, oh, happy endings all around.
1: And it's great. It's, it, like, the way they all end up back together anyway is by them essentially splitting up and looking for clues unintentionally. Yes. Because they all end up in that spooky mansion anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, they all want and, to solve it on their own. Well, oh, yeah. And by the way, I just... I wanted to draw attention to um, Fred's general outfit throughout this film. So he starts off, when he appears at the airport, He is wearing a blue leather jacket, which he then takes off to get in the plane, which has a white knitted tank top, which he then takes off at a later point to reveal another blue shirt, which is exactly the same as his leather jacket that he is just sporting. Collars upturned, ascot, orange, out. His colour coordination is so on point...
1: But he can it's afford to insane. lose layers and still yeah. keep the vital look. That's how good the costume design in this film is. It is. Well, that's just how good that version of Fred is. Because, of course, like him being that narcissistic and that, like, in his own head, he can, he just has that layer of fashion sorted. Exactly.
0: He knows he loves himself a bit too much, but you know what? We all love him too, so it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, any other bit? Oh yeah, and then he goes crazy for a little and is a monster, but you know that's. No, he's just really angry. He is he's just, just very angry. I like that. I know that I know monster. that he's I know that he's a dog, but I I just Scooby spends a good five minutes of Fred horr- horrifically attacking them and pursuing them, and he just thinks, wow, Fred is really angry.
1: Yeah, Fred's in a mood.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic Fred. Someone woke up on the wrong side
1: of the bed today. But then he's like oh, he's a monster, cool, and he gets on a quad bike and instantly doesn't care if he runs him (laughs) over. (laughs) They show
0: no regard for maybe accidentally running him over. (laughs) See, this is is sort of, again, tying into the idea that it sort of hints towards a darker script that I think Gunn wanted to follow, Uh, because originally it was sort of, And again, you know, obviously I have a nostalgic connection to this film, but you can feel it being pulled in different directions to a certain extent. Like at a certain point, you just have to ask, who is this really for? Because it's not, it feels quite dark and edgy in the way that it wants to appeal to the teen market, but it's also, you know, got several minutes of a dog farting.
1: So. Okay, yeah, but I will say it is one of the very few fart gags in film. You know, you got the um the three amigos up there. Yes. Um, or is, no, I'm I'm thinking of Blazing Saddles. Sorry, that's my. That's oh my right, mistake.
0: that's yeah. Okay. Blazing Saddles. Well, good I fart made the gag. same mistake so...
1: Yeah. Um, and this and this film this one. also good fart gag because yeah, they're just burping and having a fart contest and everything, and yeah, Daphne walks in and, like, comes in and they're just kind of farting and, and Jackie's, like, farting right in her face and Scooby's like, no, no, like, gesturing to him to stop and he's like, you're in trouble. <laughs> but the best bit of it is the s- is the sound design on it because <laughs> when he it's... finally notices that Daphne's there, the fart goes... <laughs> and it breaks like really high pitch, and it is insanely funny and it just gets me every single time oh well you've got to respect good sound design and also because that's another thing that's a weird tonal shift is that in terms of the comedy in the film you've got like the fart jokes and everything but you've also got that training video which is like oh yeah insanely like 2010s comedy where it's really ironic stuff which hmm, <laughs> like, that bumps into him and it's just like I will crush your bones into dust. Then everyone they get the reaction shot from <gasps> everyone else. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it yeah, it, it's weird. That's that's the. It's a very big mishmash of different comedy stylings. So because there's also a lot of self-referential, it feels like it wants to be more meta than it actually is. In yeah. the sense, like it it keeps putting out these jabs at the Scooby Doo formula, but then doesn't. I don't know. I'm not. I try not. I'm not necessarily criticizing it when I say this, but it's more in the sense of you can feel how it's being uh, sort of trying to cater to a wider audience than maybe it was originally intended to. Yeah, you, 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 think, can you feel want, that you want. Jenkins wrote a thing exactly. Yeah, kids who are still into Scooby Doo audiences who liked it as children and now adults adults who still like it in a nostalgic way and it's sort of struggling new audiences as well and it's struggling to tie them all up with the same that basically
1: yeah and you can definitely feel that because you you watch the deleted scenes and you oh it yeah actually yeah. clears up a lot of the plot points that don't quite make sense it does like velma supposed to be he's supposed to be drunk because she drinks loads of stuff at the bar, yes. and then when the monsters break in, she's like drunk. Yes, and that's, why she's that's a good point,
0: actually. Yeah, because she's hanging out with her boyfriend Led Zeppelin. Because we never yeah, does they're, he they're get a name?
1: Boyfriend. I don't. I just know him as the guy who wears the Led Zeppelin shirt. You know, actually, I really should know if he has a name, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, but he they don't technically they're not technically boyfriend and girlfriend because no. Velma is a is a bad bitch. And well, she, she gets a new
0: boyfriend in yeah. Is this a good segue? Scooby-Doo oh, 2. I'm not English. sure if I'm ready to move on. Oh, yet. okay. Well, <laughs> fine. Okay, go on then. Finish That's only my only worry.
1: Because I feel like I, I want to just... Uh, maybe it is a good time to move on. But, but like, I don't know. Like, is there There's any... still so much to talk about in the first film. There's still much to talk about in both films. Oh.
0: There are. Should we just... If we'll go back... This doesn't have to be structured. We can, we can flip-flop and go back and forth. It's
1: true. But I, I just want to get your opinion first on okay. this. So, um... Because interesting enough, I've just I've just read that this is actually the first uh, the last film that William Hanna served as an executive producer before right. his death. Yes. So he had nothing. So this is like you know the last Hanna Barbera. Okay. This is this is where it is. Yeah. But uh, how much do you think? I don't know if you've researched it, but um, how much do you think the budget for this film was?
0: Oh, I imagine it was. I I guess well, it's in around the fifty million mark, maybe. I think, or oh, maybe maybe be a little higher, $60 million or something, because it seems like a fairly, you know, it seems like a fairly low-budget film to a certain extent. Not, you know, not production-wise, but more um, inherently-wise, because it's only, yeah. on the face of it, it is just four teenagers, early 20-somethings, 30-year-olds pretending to be 20-somethings, yeah. who are, um, you know, solving mysteries, and maybe you have, that's mostly a detective thing, but then you have a big climax at the end, on paper, that's what you'd think it was. But of course, they add in CGI monsters and a CGI dog and a giant Hulk monster puppy thing. So, yeah. And they Which, have to, to go. To be fair, yeah.
1: Scooby looks. Quite good for
0: the time. He does. Like 2002. The the monsters, the the weird um, soul stealing creatures, don't hold up as well. I don't think. But but Scooby looks. I think because his movement is very
1: consistent. Yeah, and like they didn't they didn't try to bog him down by making him look really real by giving him lots of fur and things. They kind of stuck to the look and they went, we can't do very good for simulation. So we're just going to make him look smoother. And it works because he looks kind of cartoony, but also real. And they did a really good job. Like Matthew Lillard does an incredible job of like
0: acting alongside. alongside. Yeah, Yeah,
1: like it's insane.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking their reunion is really sweet as well. When they, you know, both when before the big final fight and then after it, they both have really sweet moments. And it's, you know, it's nice.
1: And the fact when when they're fighting against each other. Oh, it's it tears your heart out. It really does. (laughs) but um because i know what you're gonna say i know what line (laughs) you were about to quote Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no scooby-doo your (laughs) mom oh you drink out of the toilet they're insults (laughs) they're insults that tear your heart out but yes the budget of the film yes it was 84 million dollars oh now, how much do you think it made at the box office?
0: I I actually do know this. I think I it was around like the two hundred million mark, wasn't it?
1: It's two hundred and seventy-five million. Yeah,
0: right. Oh, so close to three hundred. So that's that's a, a,
1: that's a that's a pretty decent take.
0: That's a sort, yeah, because the rule of thumb is you have to double your budget, so that's a good enough to warrant a sequel. It's true. That, so I
1: uh, oh go on. I just gotta I just gotta ask you how much do you think the budget for the second film was? Oh. I'd imagine sort of maybe a bit higher. I'll bump them up to a hundred million, maybe. See, I would think the same. But yeah. according like I'm I, this is not verified by yeah. any other source at the minute, but the budget for Scooby Doo Two according to Wikipedia yeah. is twenty five million dollars. What? That's, That's like insha- a fifty million decrease. The... Yeah. For it I... looks better. Yeah.
0: And well the also you have um maybe my my thinking was that maybe the the sets of spooky island were more elaborate to construct
1: but not 50 million worth
0: no no but scooby-doo 2 is at least um sort of set more in the real world i guess yeah but
1: even it's still
0: it's still shocking it's hard to understand how that worked out how much money did the second one make
1: then it made one hundred and eighty-one million. Ooh, well, so that's I think weird, it's yeah. actually made it made more. Yeah, in a, in, a like, weird way. In comparison. Of,
0: yeah, that that's really strange. Huh. Well, I honestly sort of prefer the second one in a lot of ways I'm because glad I you think said that for the reasons I talked. I talk, also do, but for the reasons I talked about um, about the first one, it. Fe- I think. Having, with the first one having come out, because I said it started as a much darker project that then sort of got turned into a more family-friendly affair. So the second one, I think they knew that was their end goal. So they set out to make it with that tone. And then it has a, so the script feels a bit more cohesive and the tone feels a bit more managed. And, you know, and it's still, it's still got great lines and hilarious, hilarious quotable lines that I use daily.
1: Like the darn bushes (laughs) are yarping at me again. It's true. My, one of my favourite quotes to always come back to is, um, uh, this is tied for the most, um, uh, the, the most terrifying day of my life. And it's, like, tied with what? Every other freaking day oh, of yeah. my <laughs> life. <laughs> Which is so, like, of course, like, he must, like, Shaggy as a person just must be yeah. so tired He is a man being who is scared. Ter-
0: yeah, he is terrified of everything and yet he has, a his job is to investigate ghosts and ghouls that... This one ties into the original show a lot better, I think. Specifically because it has references to the original show with the monsters. But it adds yeah. that nice bit of history. And I in um, I think I, a lot in the same way that Star Trek Beyond, I, this seems like a random comparison, but in the way that I really like that film because it, it feels like a long version of a Star Trek episode, but in a really yes. good way, this feels like a long episode of Scooby-Doo
1: definitely like i very much agree like beyond is my favorite of the star trek uh films yeah uh, because it i don't know how they managed to do it but they made uh chris pine look like william shatner like he looked like he was becoming william shatner and everybody just looked like they were becoming their versions yeah and And in this one
0: like freddie prince jr he has the long hair again so you know so he looks a bit more like fred or less like him i don't know whichever one it is he is the version of Fred, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, he he's and he's wearing that amazing sweater that oh, oh my god, I want that yeah. sweater. Oh, it's and so he, beautiful. He, oh, and he has that moment where he ties the ascot and puts it back on because oh, he hasn't been wearing yeah. it the entire film.
0: And he, he does a joust with uh the, the black knight ghost.
1: Yeah, of course. Oh
0: yeah. And I I like how in that scenario, um we're skipping ahead a bit here, but I like how Daphne is the one they send to fight the ten thousand volt ghost. And this is she she just no disrespect to her. What is she going to do against it? Well, she kicks him really hard. Yeah. And then flies back. But like oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. I think you in the first one you can um you can see the sort of buffy they're trying to appeal to buffy fans, I think, in a bit as well, because they just put Sarah Michelle Geller in a bunch of cool action scenes. Which she's really yeah. good in, I think. That I mean, I'm, um, you know, um, they're not the raid or anything, but they are. They're weirdly <laughs> cathartic, you know, when but, she says who's the, the damsel one? in distress? Yeah, exactly. Who's damsel Me? in distress now? Straight up. Yeah, yeah. that's if actually the- oh, that. Uh, sorry, coming back to the first, the climax of the first film. That's cool. How they give everyone their own uh, little sense of conflict that all sort of merge at the end. You know, like Shaggy and Scooby being chased around by Scrappy and you've got uh, Daphne fighting the wrestler and Fred and Velma are doing the electric slide. So, you know, it all (laughs) all culminates
1: really nicely. (laughs) No, one thing I always... I never like to watch that, that one shot where the wrestler falls through the ceiling because he lands on that spike of the side. He definitely side.
0: dies. There's no other like, way around
1: it. He's impaled. Yeah. Uh, ugh. And uh, interestingly enough, in the first film, um, one of the stunt doubles actually... I think Fell into the orchestra double. pit. No, he, he he um broke his ankle, I think it is. Oh. Because you know the bit where Shaggy dives headfirst down the hole after Scooby? Yes. He, you can see he just about clips his foot. Oh no! Wow. And he actually broke it there. Ooh! And it's in the film because that—that's the rule, that's, isn't it? Isn't it's it?
0: like um, it's like this is exactly the same as the Tom Cruise's roof jump in Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, exactly <laughs> the same. He it broke looks, his ankle, the and same. they kept the shot
1: in there. I I want to take a, a brief moment to a look at the reviews oh, no. of. These, they're not these no films.
0: it's gonna hurt because they're not positive that's the problem well that's the thing we're gonna start with roger ebert Oh, uh, look i mean because of know, course this was I, at a
1: time when he was still
0: alive yes like oh yeah it's worth noting because i did look this up roger ebert did like space jam and back in action interesting yeah
1: that's we'll come to i i think genuinely we may have to do a separate episode we might back have because this is running very long so we're, we're 33 minutes in basically yeah um but and there's we'll, still we'll so much our... more to talk about as well it's, i can't wrap true. up this conversation soon um so we'll start with this, the scooby-doo review the number one yeah scooby-doo review from yes. roger ebert june 14th 2002 one star oh brutal and man it hurts to read it you know it, you can't always be right yeah and the problem that's... is is that he ends it With, I pray, dear readers, that you do not, that you not send me mail explaining the genius of Scooby-Doo and attacking me for being ill-prepared to write this review. I have already turned myself in.
0: Because he knew, he knew deep down that he wasn't on the right side of history. It's true. He was like, oh, they're
1: gonna, they're gonna come after me for this. This movie exists in a closed universe and the rest of us are aliens. The internet was invented so that you can find someone else's review of Scooby Doo start <laughs> surfing <laughs> he knows even even by giving it a bad review he is aware of the fact that he is wrong yes and he's like you don't want to read my review of it you yes. want to read somebody else's review
0: read another review who who actually appreciates this film for what it is well,
1: that's when we get to Rotten Tomatoes
0: oh oh i yeah i
1: did look at this earlier yeah it's 30% I, I, yes and an What's audience the second score film, Matt? I will oh. double check right now. I need to just remove my "How do bees fly?" Uh, Google search.
0: Oh right, yes. Scooby Doo. What was do- the audience eight. score anyway? You never said actually. Thirty-eight percent. Thirty-eight, huh? Which is that. still
1: it'll, bad. It's low. It's it super is super low. And oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Rotten it Tomatoes. Scooby Doo Two is twenty-two percent. What? That it's I even feel worse. Like but I... the audience score is thirty-nine percent. Huh. So it's gone up by a percent, hmm. but it it seems ridiculous to me that they would they would even lie like this. It just I
0: th- it hurts I d- me. There is I genuinely think there is an element that might um they might be better received today when we're more comfortable with the idea of IPs being taken and given a more meta analysis.
1: It's it's true. Like now they are. Yeah.
0: I'm not saying they would be acclaimed or anything, but I think they, people
1: might lean into the fun of it a bit more. I, I will say, on, on just on Google, the audience review, the top one says, yeah. Most believe that men such as Picasso, Leonardo da Vinci, Van Gogh, and William Shakespeare were true artists and some of the best the human race had to offer, but little did they know, something far greater and more powerful than anything <laughs> a normal human being... <laughs> <laughs> We could comprehend what spawn into the being in the year 2004, and that was none other than the god known as Shaggy. Second film, Shaggy Goo Two: Cthulhu Unleashed. Uh,
0: yeah, wow, well, that then, is that is some. Raw these are passion. all five star. These yeah. are all five star reviews. How many of them mention Melvin?
1: Do well, this is for Scooby Doo Two. Oh, right. I say, well, they should still mention. him. Someone said, this, this film completely changed the way I watch movies. Some of the scenes were so engaging, and the CGI Scooby is lifelike. I would compare the CGI in this film to Jurassic Park or Star Wars. I showed this movie to my dying grandma, and she was healed of her illness two days later. <laughs>
0: uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's funny that he mentions the CGI, because... Um, while it is impressive You remember that scene where um, Shaggy and Scooby are eating all of the chemicals In the fridge And then they, they they composite Matthew Lillard's head Onto some woman's body And that's rough to look at
1: It's, it's very rough it, But it's then they not... put him in a
0: buff suit And he looks amazing also his clothes change while his body no yeah his clothes change as his body morphs as well.
1: Yeah, like he gains his sleeve back when he And it turns into a
0: crop again. top when he's a woman, so.
1: But to be fair, you know, they they are changing their bodies and everything with chemicals, so I don't think it's that outlandish to be like maybe it changes their clothes.
0: No, I say this film about the talking dog isn't realistic enough. Oh, Dad, Plot hole. I actually so. heard
1: that um, uh, Matthew Lillard decided to not work out for the Scooby-Doo <laughs> 2 film, and people got really annoyed at him.
0: Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've just... I was... <laughs> I, my current uh, news cycle was out of date there, and I was like, wait, <laughs> what? hang on. I was stuck but, in 2004 for a second, but I was very yeah, confused. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, they did um they took the mystery machine to comic con well, in 2013 as well there was enough nostalgia around the film that they took the mystery machine used in the film to san diego
1: oh my god why would not they take it to london <laughs> i need why they take that it in to my, my house? life i mean to be I... fair i
0: asked earlier who these films are supposed to be for i mean the answer is us really
1: so yeah it's just it's us it's yes. the the people born in the late 90s that aren't really 90s kids and also aren't really like 2000s kids, either. No. We're, we're the we're, horrible in between. We're in the never space between the two. Where we just want. And who. Like. Just, <laughs> who do we think we are? Scooby? Oh right, yes. that,
0: that. <laughs> <It'll> do <laughs> Oh yeah, that I, I. It took me a minute to pick up on that. I, I. still like. I remember as a child when I first watched that. I thought that they were going to reveal he'd press the wrong button or something.
1: I because I, I, that
0: feels very on brand
1: for Scooby. <laughs> but to be fair, no, because he saves the day always in the end. He presses the wrong button to begin with, and that's how everything goes. Oh, on. I see. Because that's he starts wrapping. Yeah, he's rapping with the buttons because, like, Shaggy yeah. presses the button, he's less like my name is Shaggy Fresh, and then he's rapping. Yeah, they, and then he's like, they, they re- my name is Scooby Fresh. <laughs> 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 they
0: redeem themselves by pressing the right button. Well, yeah, actually, Shaggy never redeems. himself. No, he doesn't. Um, he throws it's... the frisbee to Scoob. He does, but you know, he which almost... is an amazing
1: callback to the to the the flashback that they have. That's,
0: yeah, that's quite a cool thing. That's when, um, because originally that just seems like a random tug at your heartstrings flashback,
1: but then, oh no, it's gonna be relevant to the back, final yeah. action. Yeah. But I, I remember being terrified of that final scene because, like, all of them were being suffocated. Well, and this
0: sort of ties into how the tar monster is really the most valuable of all of the monsters, I think. Yeah, He's the, the rest one pulling the most of the weight. The rest are kind of useless.
1: Minor 49 it gets taken out by a giant fart. He does. The co- Why did he recreate the cotton candy glob? Why did he I make th- that monster? <laughs> well, to be fair, he just took the costumes from. I know, but did he not but then think Shanky maybe and scooby not create recreated a lot of the monsters? Maybe they it's were not worth the, worth the resources. Does, well, does that mean that's the thing? Yeah, it's it was the... technically probably Shaggy and Scooby that created him. Because they were pressing all the buttons that made most of the new ghouls turn up. True. Except that true. at the time it was just the pterodactyl ghost that had been created.
0: Yes. Speaking of which, the pterodactyl ghost, um. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Jonathan Jacobo. Jonathan Jacobo. That's it. That Great. Well, I say great. A Mr. Act. It's a Mr. Act. It's. <laughs> but that. No, that ties into actually why I think it is just essentially a long version of the cartoon. Because you've got an it's an actual mystery this time. It's true, yeah. The first one stu- the first one presents a list of suspects and then never and then suddenly monsters invade and any sort of hint of this being a mystery goes out the window a bit. The second one has actual suspects who are eliminated and then considered. And it is Seth yeah. you know, they think it's Seth Green because he's kind of weird and then he doesn't and, it not, is. and Seth it's Green. never
1: really he still is weird.
0: He is weird. He's all... They never really justify his weirdness. Yeah. Also, he joins the group at the end for their dance, which I'm not entirely comfortable with. It's but like... he's... Because he's Velma's you know... boyfriend now, and that's just how things are. Yeah, but, you know, it's... You don't want to introduce just the, your new boyfriend to the group suddenly. It's... It doesn't it feel It depends if you're doing it through
1: a dance number, because I think it's okay to do it through a dance number. Especially if when it's... <laughs> Especially when it's such a fantastic song. It, who was it in the end? Oh yeah, no, this
0: is the second, this is when they go back to the, the lone the ghost, ghost, isn't it? The faux the ghost. ghost. That's what it is. Whoops.
1: How dare you, because oh. I named my Animal Crossing island the faux ghost. Oh. <laughs> That's So I know it's correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first time they go
0: back is, again, we've got Scooby dressing up as a human and no one perceiving it at all. So... (laughs) Until his wig flies off. Yeah. If anything, (laughs)
1: other humans are attracted to him. Because Shaggy tells him specifically to not make a scene, to not draw any attention. And he looks back and he's like... (laughs) (laughs) He's so tall as well. (laughs) That that whole
0: dance sequence has, like, a very big uncanny valley to it. Because it is literally just a human, (laughs) a very tall, physical human with a dog's head. In yeah, they clearly
1: just added the hat on the yeah, head on top.
0: Like when he's crowd surfing and and jumping
1: up and down and putting his arms in the air. They're all <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just very funny. Yeah. But I will I will say it's something that I didn't realise or I didn't remember. But do you remember who plays Jonathan Jacobo? It's Tim Blake Nelson. It is Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah.
0: From uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? and a bunch of Coen Brothers films. He was also Looking and, Glass and yeah. Watchmen more recently. Very. buster Scruggs. Um I don't know, because he does have a big history in comedy, but maybe not this kind of comedy. Maybe more, you know, as yeah. I said, Coen Brothers comedy rather than So Long, Suckers. Help Me, Suckers. <laughs>
1: Help Me, Suckers! <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That's a. I love that moment of realization from uh, the cameraman at the end, Ned. where he's like, "You were a dude this whole time." You know, he <laughs> oh, that you know, life is like that sometimes. Sometimes you think you're dating Alicia Silverstone, and then it turns out to be Tim Blake Nelson in a mask all along.
1: Of course, Dunkoff.
0: Yeah. That, it's a shame that Jonathan Jacobo became a criminal because he could definitely make it as an actor with that kind oh, of raw talent. Definitely. Yeah. He is amazing.
1: Mm. And we all know the secret identity of Ned is Ned. Yes, Ned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fred wanted to be the smart one so bad. He wanted
0: yeah. to have his moment.
1: Of course, we're completely skimming over the one of the greatest portrayals of the media in film. Oh,
0: yes. With Fred versus Fred. the media is a great <laughs> yeah. little subplot in this. <laughs> Fred takes on the fake news. What a- what <laughs> a just gonna take everything prof- I
1: say out of context. You're gonna
0: make it look that I think that Coolsville sucks. No, wait! <laughs> Don't record that. Fred Jones had this to say.
1: I think Coolsville sucks. If <laughs> <laughs> they just bump... <boom. laughs>
0: I, I just want to draw attention to the fact that um you messaged me last night saying we can't just have this devolve into us quoting the film at each
1: other. Well, that was my worry. I didn't want like 20 minutes of the quote of just quoting back and forth and then it just ends. Because yes. it, that's why I googled all of these reviews to yeah. bring them up.
0: But I feel like you have to to a certain extent because, you know, you can't ignore great writing when it's
1: right in front of you. It's true. And I I feel like we've like we haven't talked about enough of the quotes and the moments from everything and like originally this was supposed to be um a, a you know a, a basically a trilogy talk because we're supposed to talk about yeah. the holy trinity of films which is yeah this loon tunes back in action and then scooby-doo mm. 2 yes
0: and then we've but well, we got sidetracked by talking about these for too long so so what's so gonna we'll happen have, is we well i have to
1: do a secondary episode we will which have is to r- do another episode. which is going to be talking about the two back it. well we might as well talk about space jam
0: as well in that
1: exactly yeah space jam and back in action the two sides of yes the live action of coin. And, and actually, coin. that
0: sort of... Um, I guess that makes sense, because Back in Action is tied... The development of that film is tied very heavily into Space Jam. And what sure, and they do have that. a reference to it. Yes. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. You're right. I forgot. Which I they used in a the quiz, quiz recently drills.
1: to throw people off.
0: Yeah. And they even comment on it with Daffy. is like, this doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. We, yeah. We're going we, we to have to put hold a pin it off in that, that. We need to discuss later um any final thoughts on scooby-doo
1: well i i genuinely yeah. beyond any form of irony i genuinely think that scooby-doo and scooby-doo 2 are some of the funniest films to me like they're they're, they're really up to yeah up me.
0: they're definitely they're definitely connected enough in my childhood that i have to i laugh at stuff that i don't even think is intended to be funny yeah i
1: i quote it more than anything else in my life yeah, <laughs> And it's the but... best Raja Gosnell has ever done and will ever do.
0: Yes, I think that's that's not a hot take in the slightest, really. And it
1: may even be the best James Gunn has ever done.
0: I, I can't, I don't think I really agree with that one, but you know, that's... I
1: would, I'm gonna say it, I would rather but... watch Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 than Guardians of the Galaxy. If I'm looking to rewatch watch it, Oof, that's, that... that's my well... hot take on that. Hmm.
0: Well then, um, you want to talk about the fact that he gave—he basically gave a generation of kids a crush on uh, Linda Cardellini, so... It's true. Is it Cardellini or Cardinal? I always get it mixed up. Cardellini. Cardellini, that's the one, yeah. Um,
1: so, you know, he has that to answer for, for a start. Well, <laughs> Joe Dante and... Oh my god, it, yeah, it has a, a lot to answer for with my Looney Tunes crushes as well. But we'll get into the, that. Okay. <laughs> Well, um,
0: I'm trying to think of other things. Is there anything we haven't covered yet? Or... Uh, um, racking my brain for it. Let's see the... Oh, I'm on the wrong. We've talked, I think, every... Um, every vital component that could possibly be talked about. There's... There's a... Well, um, I can say that the... Oh! Um,
1: the, so, I just... Go on, what are you going to say? Uh, I'm, I'm just saying that the second film, Scooby-Doo 2, actually yeah. won a Razzie for worst remake or sequel. Oh, that's... That's just unfair. Which would be retroactively taken away from them because everyone in 2004 was wrong. 2004,
0: there's got to be a worse sequel in 2004. I think Son of the I Mask came out in 2004.
1: That's worse. Oh, would that? Not, yeah, I know exactly. And also, um, the video games of this oh. of these films. I own, I own the first one on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um, and I remember in Scooby Doo Two, uh, there is because. My Animal Crossing flag is actually the end credits scene where Scooby shows a Game Boy Advance with the code oh, SD2 right. for the game that oh, you could use to get that. extra stuff in the thing, and yeah. that is my <laughs> that is my Animal Crossing flag for my the, island. Called the this one has ghost. the post
0: credit scene of them just eating the peppers, didn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, jellies even.
1: Uh, yeah. This one, this one, new to market out for merchandise. Exactly, it's a multimedia project, and. Oh, here's a good here's a good little ending bit. We can talk about the cancelled sequel. Yes. So i I heard a bit about this. Apparently,
0: I don't know what if you've got information on it, but apparently, James Gunn wanted to have the plot revolve around them going to a Scottish town to solve a mystery. Yeah. That was apparently going to centre on Scabby Scabby Shaggy and Scooby's prejudices against ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. It does say that here. Yes. It says.
1: Sh- scooby and shaggy have come t- have to come to terms with their own prejudices and yeah. narrow belief systems i'm
0: assuming that's against that sounds a bit like um zombie island in a way it or at least based on that line because i i is it a term is it a case of the ghosts aren't really haunting or um you know making things worse for the villagers they're actually there is some sort of curse and the
1: real villain is this person yeah the humans are always the villain when it comes yeah. down to it that's the real message of, of Scooby-Doo. scooby-doo i think yeah. we should like except for scooby-doo one the live action movie because that's scrappy Doo. that's the puppy yeah other than that we but can... the
0: humans who made him in the lab probably are worse so
1: oh i don't know maybe he's just squashed as a baby no he is well he has a glandular disorder so he's just yeah, small that that was... forever we don't know if that was just you know happened because of a birth defect yeah you know doesn't oh well, mess. this is that's wild. a
0: that's a pretty downbeat ending. Oh, I don't God. want to feel sorry
1: for my villains. <laughs> well, just um, uh, just remember that you, you, me, and everyone involved with the making of Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two are a shining star. Yes, no matter who you are. Uh, it's, why? It's it's a good film. It's a great film. It's, it's a fantastic. You know, they film. are they are indeed films. Th- don't d- say it. <laughs> Say it right now. They're Say great they're films. Films. Yeah, great I like it. They're, they're great films. They're
0: fun, yeah, definitely. I and I, I already said I it's um if anything, I think if they were made now, you could lean more into the um being in a meta sense. Like you look at twenty one jump streets or something.
1: Yeah, true. They, great. They, Someone
0: should make that as sort of that well, I guess they have with um there's that Derek comedy film, um, that that I not called Mystery Team, where they're like a bunch of people who are who were kid investigators and have then sort of grown up but the rest of the village has grown up and they're still acting like they're kids so that's pretty good but you know
1: and plus we have Scoob to look forward to as new Scooby-Doo content and hope that it's good
0: well it'll never really die it's going on forever
1: yeah I just I just want it to be good though if it isn't good I'm gonna cry oh I don't know
0: can it live up to these films though is the question
1: it cannot but it can be good and that's all I want for it ah well then (laughs)